0: Comics, Movies, Music, Video Games,
1: Technology, Blu-ray, Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Gather together from the cosmic reaches of the universe... Here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to true justice and peace
0: for all mankind. Uh hey everybody, welcome to DC TV Podcast episode 110. 110. And uh joining me tonight to talk about uh not only all of our DC TV shows but uh a little uh, movie called Justice Log. So there's a wooden woman and lumberman and something like that. Anyway, <laughs> Uh, no, we're going to uh, do a little non-spoiler review of Justice League since we all saw it today. First of all, our very own elongated man, Mr. Richard the Chub Toad Sheldon.
1: How's it going?
0: And a man who came all the way from the past to bring us his con crud that just won't seem to go away. The coughing sick, but still hanging in there, Mr. Daryl Taylor. I know, I know.
1: You still keep, got that crud?
0: Keep, keep that Dayquil IV going, buddy. will <laughs> oh, <laughs> make it through. I have no idea. That and sleep. Let's uh yeah sleep sleep is where it's at but let's um uh, but I we couldn't sleep on uh, Justice League uh, as we record this it's Saturday the day after it uh, came out we've all three seen it um let's go non spoiler for this because I imagine we'll end up doing a spoiler cast for it for nothing's on at some point um mm-hmm. w- give me your overall thoughts what you think what you like what you didn't like
1: well and give me a couple minutes before you jump on me so. Because <laughs> I have a few things. First of all, there's two reviews in my mind. I have my review as a fan of DC Comics and these characters in particular, and then my review from a critical film critic type eye. Now, as a fan, I loved every bit of it. I loved these characters. I loved the way they were portrayed. I mean, I got a lot of the references in there because of my knowledge of this universe, of these characters, and the history. Um, But from plot standpoint, looking at it critically, they left out a lot of things. Because there were people at my showing that were asking questions. And I can see why they had these questions. Because they don't read comics. They don't really know these characters that well. And that was, what exactly do the mother boxes do? What were those teleportation things going on? Um, what's a new God? Who is Dark Side? Now, I think not answering some of those questions are good, but not giving them context, I think made the general audience a bit lost. Now, some of the critics have said of Batman versus Superman, you know, and, uh, Man of Steel and all that, all these bad things, and all we've been saying, those of us like me and Daryl, have been saying, well, these movies are more for the fans than anything else. Well, this one truly is for the fans, because I just don't think there was connective tissue for the general movie goer. The general audience, I think, was a bit lost. They still loved it, because the visual was awesome. There was just a lot there. And and as a fan or not, I felt Steppenwolf could have been a little less uh, kind of generic in a way, I guess. Bad guy, I mean, he was kind of like an afterthought, it seemed like. But I love this film. I'm going to go see it again. I can just see why critics had some issues with it.
0: What's your take, Daryl?
2: I loved it. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I knew choices that were made, like not having... It focused on the villain allowed them to have more time showing the team. They kind of did some of the MCU kind of model of don't develop the the villain concentrate on the superheroes first right? They did a heavy they heavily gave a lot of time to the Justice League which I think was important and you need to kind of needed to do so you didn't need a big you didn't need a over uh, complicated villain that you have to devote time to I mean, pretty much when they set him up in the very beginning, he's a dude. He's coming back to Earth now that he know he goes to Earth. to Earth they pretty much said that and conquers, right? Destroys with the mother boxes. He only came here because uh, Superman is dead in this world. That's it. Like other than that, like they're not saying who sent him. None of that stuff. We're not getting that information right now.
0: Well, they say in the movies that like are they say in the movie that because. You know people weren't hopeful anymore because after Superman left there was like a um they were feeding off fear and that ends up becoming a big plot point right the but
2: the, the real big deal is because that they don't have the kryptonian there
0: right to give that he was their symbol of hope and without him everything and the power was, level
2: right you know it's both things he's the power right. level and you know that that symbol they don't have a they don't have a, a task force ready to fight mm-hmm. basically and that's why he was sent you know that right. that they kind of said that in the very beginning, which is cool. It was fine. The dark side stuff, I, I it will confuse people and they have questions, but I get it. They don't know what they're going to do for the next movies.
0: Well, I, mean, I think one of the smartest things they did in this is kind of um, sequester that dark side stuff. Right. Wolf, Let's not you know, do I mean? that they right just, now. Let's focus on, yeah. on on Steppenwolf as it was, right. rather than like. Right. I mean, it only makes like I think one reference to actual dark side. You know, it only right. says its name right. once, right?
2: Yeah, so that's the the smart yeah. thing to do is until we know exactly what what we're going to do moving forward, we want to see how this movie does. Let's not put all that in people's heads expecting this stuff right now. No, so, I
1: can and I can agree as far as like the dark side piece and all that, but I just I I wish that there for the general movie goer that there would have been a little bit more about what Generically, what the new gods are.
2: The studio yeah. cut forty-five minutes of the like yes. out of the film. Yeah, uh, yeah, for
0: reasons.
2: I oh, mean, good.
0: One of the one of the first things I was going to say was, you know, as I didn't I didn't care for Batman v- versus Superman in the theater as much as I cared for the Ultimate Edition. I thought the Ultimate Edition was a better movie. Oh,
1: and I agree, I, it was better. And today.
0: and while this moves along at a good clip, and I appreciate the pace of it. I think, you know, like, you know, Rich, you're talking about context and some people being confused. Daryl, you're talking about how, you know, some things are kind of um, like left off the table for right now. Mm-hmm. I think a, long, a longer, and again, it was the same way with Watchmen, too. It seems like with Zack Snyder movies, the longer cuts have more of that in there. Right. You know? um, I, I liked this movie. I thought it was pretty good. I, I didn't like it as much as Wonder Woman, but I liked it better than Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman. Um, I really had a lot of great moments in it. The effects are incredible. Um, I had like some most of my problems were minor. Like you guys mentioned, the villain was kind of generic. Um, it reminded me of like the last boss in a video game from the '90s or something. Yeah. Uh, you um, the um, and it, you, know, you contrast that with like Kate Blanchett as Hela in, in Ragnarok, which was awesome. Right. And then you have this guy who's just like you know generic comic book villain 12 and i i see what you're saying daryl they focus on the team and absolutely i agree with that it's important to see them you know interacting and working as a team but i think that a lot of the criticism with the mcu movies especially has been how weak the villains have been and mm-hmm. this was like the you know this had the same problem also I, I i really didn't like um what they did with lois as far as like her just kind of you know not i i like my lois feisty and fighting you know what i mean right. even if clark wasn't there i thought i thought it was kind of a uh, I, I thought it was kind of unfair that after you know Clark was dead that she was like writing fluff pieces and kind of not not you know going after a Pulitzer or trying to you know be as serious a serious reporter oh,
1: yeah. i I agree with that, but the thing is too though, is when you read a Justice League comic book, how many times are the secondary characters like Lois involved? you know So I get this really didn't have Superman was one aspect one sixth <laughs> of this story. So I get that there wasn't heavily focus on her, but I, but I, so I do no, agree not, with you.
0: I'm not even saying yeah. that it needed to be focused no, on her. I just uh, thought the path – I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the path of her character. No, I,
2: I get what you're saying.
0: I'm sorry. Let me finish my point. You guys mm-hmm. can talk. Sorry. Lois, to me, has always been you know strong, a fighter, mm-hmm, right. uh, you know, the the best reporter. Before she ever met Clark, she was the sharp reporter, the you know, sharpest right the planet so to have her in this movie and you know i i I agree you you don't want to spend a lot of time on her or whatever but you know to have her on that path where she just kind of had kind of given up on her her journalism and stuff i thought was kind of out of character for me but overall i liked it i thought it was pretty good
2: well i took it from i i I get what you're saying too and i understand it It, it, you can go one or two ways with her um but i i kind of dug that they went this way because it, it does really continue from Batman vs. Superman, which is not a movie. It's a divisive movie, so I know people are not going to connect with it. But I do connect with these films, so I get the... She blames herself for Superman being dead in the first place. Because she blames herself for... So
0: does does Bruce, you know. Right, right. I don't want to go too deep into the story because it's kind of spoiler. No, I'm just going to throw in... I just wanted to throw in the thing because I like. This this is something that
2: I was digging. The mourning aspect of this, like the world mourning for Superman, and adding to that Like Lois feeling that sense of because I was so you know gung ho and I jumped into the story earlier on, it set off a a it set off these things that happen, and she kind of pretty much is like it's my fault maybe that I went too far. And I do like how they resolve because not only does the film resolve, I think things from all the way from Man of Steel to now there's so many things that get resolved Lois's is feeling Superman's uh, the, the, his arc gets resolved um, Bat, Bruce's has to go through his thing Wonder Woman goes through her, through her arc as well and connects with her movie too I mean a little bit um, I think everybody's that's what I also liked about this film is like everybody's arc except for the newbies um, because they're just journey, they're just beginning really but the but everybody's arcs that was from people we've seen from Man of Steel on I I think they've got they got kind of a move they resolved their issues and now they can move forward to for the next role or whatever it's going to be for the next uh, thing of movies I think
1: I think Aquaman's arc was excellent in this considering what you just said Daryl is you know there wasn't as much because they are just starting out, no, it put them in a
2: good place. It put everybody yeah. in a
1: good place. Yeah. yeah. My my biggest complaint. I think the Flash was okay with what they gave us. My my thing is with Cyborg, and of course, I think you or Jim just said this about them cutting forty five minutes out. I just felt like. There was a lot more that they wanted to show us, and it mm-hmm. just seemed it it just I could feel something missing there. Well, he but could have was, been
2: a weaker link for he could have been a weaker link than he than he was. Like he didn't have a lot of time, but I like that yeah. they moved past the brooding part of him
0: pretty quickly. Right. To, I was very pleased with the way they portrayed Cyborg. I
2: he's a good was, actor.
1: Oh it no, I thought he was portrayed, and yeah. yeah. I just yeah. felt there was a piece of the story that. We missed oh, of course, uh, of course. Well, but I, mean, I you'll
0: know, okay. you get that. I'm just in yeah, yeah. the director's cut,
2: exactly. <laughs> which I'm, I'm more than happy to buy. Give me, yeah. give me the three, give me three hours mm-hmm. of the film. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Put that in the ultimate edition. I will buy the hell out of it, and I will watch the hell out of it, and and I'll not complain.
0: Again, you know, I, I, it worked with Watchmen and and Batman v Superman. Yep. There are better movies in the longer cut. I just don't think, I think Zack Snyder has trouble working in that two-hour mandated. You know, well area. we
2: know, yeah, we we know this is it though. I mean, it's pretty much this is Zack right. Snyder. Probably he's gone right. from Warner Brothers. Uh, superhero. So movie, so Ar-
0: Aquaman is next, I think.
2: Uh, that's the one that's done. Right. Yeah, that's the one that's done. Yeah, and I'm yeah.
1: really looking forward to that after this because man, Momoa was awesome. I mean, you know, I already said yeah. it after the new Fifty Two launch that Jeff Johns made Aquaman a badass. Finally, yeah. compared to what we grew up with in the seventies and eighties,
2: well, except for Peter David, I think Peter David did a great job of doing yeah, that too. Peter I, think, David yeah. I think Johns belt off. But I'm just Peter I'm David.
1: just saying they duplicated Johns' effort, if not made it better here. Because, yeah. uh, man, was he awesome. I mean, I was glued to the screen just loving every minute of the Aquaman, everything yeah. about it. It was just awesome.
0: I kind of got a vibe from the Kurt Busiek run from Aquaman 2 of him kind mm-hmm. of being the, the exile, you know, the yep, black yep. sheep, and kind of, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they just kind of cast dispersion on him for helping the surface, you know.
2: I think Aquaman has been exiled. More than any superhero, probably, and comics because um, I've been reading it for so long. It, this has been a story arc every incarnation.
0: I, I yeah, do agree. Wait. I do agree on the Aquaman though, because the um the underwater scenes in this were done. Really, oh, uh, they did so do. very really well. Clean, right? yeah. And I, I was so, like, wow. I guess yeah, I just really really done well. And then we also have Shazam, which is in production now with this mm-hmm. Zachary Levi. There's the Matt Reeves Batman film.
1: Now, Uh, the Shazam I'm hearing, though, it's not going to be connected to this, right? It Uh, will be
2: like Wonder Woman was, kind of. So there'll still be
1: a loose connection to the extent... But they're
2: not going to, like, it's not going to connect right into it. Like, probably now the way it's set up, like, if if a hero makes a cameo, that's fine, but they're not going to try to do it where it's, like, it's continuing to another movie after this.
0: Right, whereas like Marvel, like even bet- I mean, after Age of Ultron, you know, the Captain America movie was ostensibly another Avengers mm-hmm. movie, really, you know, keeping you know having all the characters. the right, movies. Right. They want to have kind of more compartmentalized.
2: Well, actually, it's funny. Movies. It's funny how both studios are basically kind of saying that for the next round of movies, yeah, they're not going to make them connected now as much. Like the the next round of movies will be a little bit so self containing.
0: Well, but I'm in the same world,
2: with. but in the same world, but self-containing, I think. Well,
0: hmm? they kinda, yeah. I'm sorry, they kind of have to. I mean, Marvel's no. on, what, 18 movies now? Something like that? Yeah, it's
1: difficult. Oh. It's hard to do
0: in,
2: keep it.
1: In mean. the last 10 years, we have had between the two, to Marvel and DC, and then outside mm-hmm. of that, I think it's something, somebody was talking about it on Screen Junkies the other day, something like 32 or 33 superhero movies in the last decade.
2: And I think it's hurt. I, I think it's hurt movies too because they've had to, because either they had to pause because the movie wasn't ready yet, and they had to push back, or they had to right. change
0: things and, uh, no, and schedules. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no go say, ahead, we, go ahead. we see a lot of people trying to replicate that success, like with the the Dark Universe thing that just and they've failed. all failed. Well, oh, that and the, and that's... the uh, legendary Godzilla verse. I guess we're gonna have on tap eventually.
2: Well, let's be real. There has not been one successful. Uh, connected universe yet?
0: Well, James Bond, I guess he kind of.
2: Well, that was before
0: mm. there was Count. even a. Uh, that yeah. was before well, there was we... Star Trek, Star Wars. Um, no, no, no.
2: But I mean, I mean, in terms also... of uh, in the same way that Marvel, Yeah, Marvel and then now DC are doing it, they had none of the others that have come after it have worked yet. You know, you know, like big <laughs> franchises is different, but I mean a connected universe, right. like you have different films with other characters that are connected in one universe and they're trying to build off that none of them so far have worked
1: like iron man's a franchise but it's part of the connected universe but i do want to say this about this movie Mm. is you know it is very obvious that they're saying especially after wonder woman audience we've heard you audience we understand and this was kind of that transition into here's what we were building towards, but not quite because we understand we couldn't really do what we thought we were going to do, but now we're giving you this great character piece and but, setting and setting the table for going forward.
2: but if you and, look back, i th- I know people don't remember, but if they look back I, it's not all of it's just been that the audience wanted lighter tones if you look back this was supposed to be the beginning this was supposed to be the the lighter movie because now um after the superman versus super batman when they had talked about it, i remember years ago when they when snyder and they were talking about it and and he said that this is what we're moving towards like this everything superman's gone through all that darkness everything's uh batman's gone through wonder woman this is what they were supposed to be getting to like and after this there was supposed to be a change. Like you, I remember he said like hold on, you think that this is not, you know, the Superman that you that you want, you know, that you're familiar with. I think he said even in one of the movies, the the making of whatever, this is when we get to Justice League, this is what uh I think you're gonna be happily surprised at what you get what we what we show you when we get to Justice League. Like Avengers. Like you know, like Avengers brought everybody together, took uh you know that everything was cat was in a better place and and it set the you know set the stage and all that kind of stuff. They wanted to do that too, but Snyder has a darker way of doing it, like a very darker right. tone for stuff. But I mean, they were going, they, they were moving towards that anyway. I just don't wasn't in the speed that people wanted.
0: Um, two quick things. First of all, did the did you notice the lip? Did you notice the Superman upper lip thing?
2: I thought it. I there was a little bit of a. a mark or something like you could tell there was something about it but it didn't bother me i knew what the deal was with it already yeah, because yeah. of the, the news I, but hearing people talk about like oh it brought you out of the movie i don't understand how the hell that could take you out of the i did
1: i had forgotten about that whole thing the mustache and all that i just completely forgot about it until so i was watching a, re, a review this morning mm-hmm. about it and i was like oh yeah so not not knowing about it, even though I did, it's just I completely forgot. So not I think the even worst... thinking about it. I never saw I it never even occurred to me. I so I, I don't think anybody outside of the people that really knew that happened Noticed because there's I think
2: a, the worst example of it was the very
0: beginning. Where I was a just gonna flashback, say right? I was just gonna say exactly that. <coughs> I took the words out of my mouth.
2: I think there was a flashback was, in the it, very beginning of Superman, was, yeah. and this kid is filming it, and it's like we're doing a podcast, Superman, and we want to ask you questions, and he turns around, and his face looks like it looks like the Joker after they painted, you know, like in the uh, in the um, Batman, uh, eighty nine. Uh, oh, when he his painted face his is face,
0: flesh colored. Well, yeah, remember that? It, didn't
2: it look like that? It had a look to it on his face. It was, it
0: was it, a little off, and there was it a was very, a
1: little like, off. If Caesar, if Caesar Romero can do it, so can Superman. <laughs> not, not that Batman. <laughs>
0: Well, I know. The only only thing, I mean, that was the only time I really noticed it. That's it. But but it's the very first time you see Superman in the movie. It's like the very first thing you see in the movie, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it made me me
2: pause a little bit, and I was like, oh, man, I hope he don't look like that. uh, You know, if he comes back, I hope he don't look like that for the entire uh, time he's in the movie. But you don't notice it. You really don't. I didn't notice
0: it after that.
1: Full full disclosure. I had a little restroom emergency, so I was out of the theater for a few minutes. So mm. I have to go watch this again because I just have to see it from beginning oh, to end. It. Anyway, it, this is a rewatch for me. It's oh yeah, be a I mean I'd probably be rewatching it anyway, but I'm just saying I'm going to go back maybe tomorrow. So I'll pay closer attention to that specifically yeah. to see because I'm just telling you it just never dawned on me. I didn't really pay attention so but to I, that. I,
2: I do know that the joy that I had... I, I will say that the people there laughed, l- were laughing and, and throughout the movie um, at the parts they were supposed to laugh at. Like, I, I will say that. Like, there was a response from the audience that they got the, the little jokes here and there. And I, I felt just as giddy as I did the first time I watched the Avengers movie when I got to see all these characters that I love together, you know, live. Right. You know? Like so, to see this was another like I got to see the DC characters that I love. Like I love Marvel characters, I love DC characters. I got to see, I finally got to see the DC characters that I love. And let me tell you, the Easter eggs all throughout the film were oh yeah, so oh much the, fun. The, Easter,
0: the Easter egg and the big Steppenwolf flashback. Oh, you know what my I'm talking God. about? I was yes, I was like, oh, oh. I almost jumped up. <laughs> and, and and best
2: believe it was worth it to wait. To watch the end,
0: I will say credits. I I well I want I'm not going to spoil the the second uh, one, uh-huh. but I will say that I, I like that they're going to go a different direction than Marvel is as far as like what they're doing with their super team. Right, they don't I didn't mean need to do the same. Direction. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah.
0: I, I like that. I like that. Uh, that was intriguing. I wanted to see. Wow. I want to see <laughs> that movie like right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that seemed really smart.
1: One last discussion point I wanted to bring up, and I had heard about this read about this before, you know earlier in the week that there was outrage over this, and I don't know if I'm outraged, but I definitely understand what people's problems were, and that is the Themiscarians why did they have to look like a bunch of little sex models going running around? I loved how badass looking they were into Wonder Woman, and in this uh-huh. one. It just seemed a bit gratuitous and I I don't
2: know, but
1: let me say, this is coming from the guy who has no problem with half naked women. I'm just saying, though, is I can see the argument. Why the incontinuity there?
2: Listen, Jim,
1: did you see such a, a big difference with the
2: suits?
0: I didn't notice it until I read something online.
2: Exactly, exactly. I don't know where you got that from. You know what?
0: We have so many other problems in the world. Why would we? I I don't know where you got that from, In fact, the the post I saw was one of the women who played one of the Amazons talking about it, about how empowering it felt to be with all those other women. Exactly.
1: I don't get it. Giving
0: a strong role model and stuff like that. I'm
1: sorry. Like I'm saying, I didn't have a huge issue with it myself. I'm just saying I can see where that argument comes from.
2: I can't because I did not notice the difference until someone put it up on, and I've watched Wonder Woman multiple times, mind you. Mm-hmm. I did not I could not tell the minor difference in that movie with those Amazons from the Wonder Woman movie to the current Justice League one. I I can't. I didn't. And I like I and I know when you start out with the Snyder this and the Snyder that. I, I know there's a narrative there. And I know people have preconditions when they when they name Snyder in it. But I'm sorry. I did not see much of a difference. Even when you put them up together, the armor, they're pretty armored up the same. If anything, you can say maybe the guards in the sanctum were had a little less armor because that's all it is it's just a little bit less armor like on the shoulders and something like that because maybe because they're the elite who are guarding uh something you know they're guarding that that mother box so maybe they don't need to wear the heavy heavy armor to guard that all day every you know like twenty four hours a day that's basically what they're doing but tell me that they didn't look uh, empowering and cool in the fight scene. I listen. I'm sorry. That's one of them things where I have to say, this is just one of those things where if it wasn't for, um, if it wasn't for what we know behind the scenes, I don't think people would have flipped. Again, I'm looking at. I'm looking at it, Chubb. Yeah. I, I don't see the big difference except it's, for the there's
0: iron on. You know, it's a tempest in a teapot.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Again, it's not something that I personally have a huge issue with. I just saying I can see where the argument comes from.
2: I can't, because I don't see why you'd have to have the metal on inside the cavern. They're, they're inside the cavern protecting the thing. I don't, I don't see. This is, this is when they're, this is when they're ready for battle. (coughs) I mean, war. When they wore it. that armor they were fighting people with with gun weapons guns and and whatnot right so would you dress for the battle that you're gonna have i mean why would you i
0: don't know it just seems like it seems like yeah looking for controversy yeah
2: i do i I still think that that's the last i don't like snyder thing like i don't like snyder being involved in this movie i I can see that
1: argument too like i said i you know how I am, so you know I'm fine with it. I'm just saying. Because yeah. I, I felt no sex. Like, I, listen,
2: I love women and all that. I didn't, when I saw them fight, I didn't, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, look at all these hot women, you know. Yeah, neither was around because I, I thought you, they
1: still looked badass. You saw stuff. battle.
2: You thought, oh, man, this dude is killing all these. You're like, I, I was feeling bad because I hated that they were killing all right. these amazons like it was horrible right. like i didn't like it like that's what you're supposed to feel so
0: i gotta pull spoiler breaks guys because we're starting to kind of get into oh
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: some spoiler right. issues but we'll do de- well i imagine we'll be doing nothing's on spoiler cast sometime this most week most
2: definitely
0: most definitely so probably about the same time this comes up uh one more bit of news i wanted to talk about jake Gyllenhaal as batman did you read about this
1: I, I haven't read it, but i heard
0: about it. Um, Matt Reeves, um, I'm, Ben Affleck is kind of hinting that he would like to gracefully bow out of the role of Batman after two movies. Um, and Matt Reeves is uh, once Jake Gyllenhaal as his Batman.
2: I don't I, have an issue with it. I, mean, that's I don't the, either. I think Batman's the
1: easiest
2: of the bunch to to replace with another actor,
1: I think. Yeah, here's right? the, here's the other thing too is, and they emphasized it. It seemed pretty much throughout this movie, Justice League. Batman's been doing this for twenty years, so go back and tell a, a younger story. I mean, Gyllenhaal's not that much younger than Affleck, but he has a more youthful look, and I think that they could tell a story from any point in time in in the bat history, and use Gyllenhaal, and I'd be great with that. I mean, it. it you know, it's a lot better than the other Jillen Halls performance in ba- in a Batman film. So,
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: I-, I am not a fan of hers at all. So,
0: but, oh,
1: although I got to say the Deuce is pretty good, and she's pretty good in that. But
0: yeah, you,
1: I, yeah, I, I don't,
2: I don't think I, I don't have any issue if they like if he don't want to if he doesn't want to. Die, I love uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. But if the actor doesn't want to play the character anymore, I don't like if Henry Cavill left. It would be more obvious. Oh yeah, if They know. swipe out somebody for him or wonder if or Gal Gadot she didn't want to be in anymore and they swiped it out. I think it would hurt it more than not. But Batman, I mean, you can if you listen, you put another good actor in there to replace another good actor. As I mean, long as the movie's written well.
3: I
0: mean, right. well, look at it this way: how many different guys have played Batman in the movies?
2: That's what I'm saying. It's so easy. I,
0: mean, to, and there, to, was, yeah. I can only think of three, like guys who played Superman in the movies. You know, right? So, right. Um. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal is a good actor. He has good range, and mm-hmm. uh, he's been in a lot of really awesome movies. So, yeah.
1: Um, I also heard something about, and I don't know if this is true or not, or if it's just a rumor, but about a. Batman Beyondish type film and uh, Michael Keaton coming back and playing the older Batman? I don't hmm. think they would do that.
0: I don't think Keaton would do it.
2: No, and it, it's, it's. listen, we got enough convoluted, convoluted stories already. We're trying to get this stuff together. Yeah. I don't think they're going to go through that. If anything, I think the best thing to do do what you did with um do what you did with Jim Rhodes. Just swipe it out. Don't have a conversation about no. Do yeah. a joke like, you know, like, do something like Diana sees him. He's been gone. Right. You look you look different. You look well-rested. So, you head know, like, back. right, right,
1: right. And that's now, all you I like do. Bat Fleck. I really hope that he doesn't leave. No, he's but out. But if he, I, I but if he does, out. I think you're right. I think he's out, too. But I if,
2: think he wants to leave.
1: But um, I, I, I hope it's not just because of all the negativity I yeah, hope... but he got a
2: lot of stuff going on, too. He's got, like, a, lot he's just... got a lot of personal stuff going he on. He got a lot too, of right. personal stuff he had to go through. And, like, everything happened to him around the same time. The personal right. stuff happened. A lot of bullshit with this movie happened. Right. Warner Brothers was going through a lot of bullshit, too.
0: It was pretty it's... great to see him on Jimmy Kimmel uh, for mm-hmm. Jimmy Jimmy's 50th birthday. Did you that guys see that? That was
1: cool. Oh, yeah, that was cool.
0: They found a comic book that Jimmy Kimmel had drawn when he was, like, nine years old called uh-huh. The Tr- Terrific Ten. Right, and they got like this cast of like, oh my God, it's like Billy Crudup and Matt Damon and and uh, uh, John Hamm, like all, oh, and uh, Jennifer Aniston, like to dress up as these characters he made up when he was nine years old. But but yeah, Affleck uh, kind of introduced him. It you. was the main awesome. Guy. He was muscle man. But anyway, right. but I mean. Um, I'd like to have, like, a lot better as Batman in uh, in this movie than in Batman v Superman. It seemed like he kind of grown into the role. But, you know, if Matt Reeves, you know, if he doesn't want to do it, Matt Reeves would rather have Hall. then I have no problem with him. Yeah. I mean, look
2: how good Matt Reeves is as a director. I
0: mean, you yeah. know. Um, evidently, Gal Gadot has the clout. Um, she said she would not be Wonder Woman again if Bat- Brent Ratner was not out of uh, Wonder Woman 2, and now he is, according to...
2: My only issue with that is and not even an issue, but that was a non story to me because when they said he was out, he was already out. They had already said he was out. It was he, like she it was like a piggyback on it. No, no, like, no, no,
1: no Daryl. He was mm-hmm. out on any projects going forward that hadn't already been inked. Wonder Woman two had already been inked with him as far as the financing. So no. he was not completely out. Of Woman was,
2: his production company was cut. When yes. they said they had cut all ties. I read some stuff where they said cut all ties with him and his company. That's the thing she has a problem with. They were connected with because he, the Rat Pack thing they had financed part of this film. Um, they had, it, they financed part of Wonder Woman one, but they had, when they said they had cut, all ties. There was another reporter where they were saying it's a non-story because they had cut everything. They cut all ties, meaning he has nothing to do with any films of Warner Brothers right now. See, Pinned that has- back then or not. See, the wording kind of was like she got up and said that, but then there was another report that said she never got up and said that because they had cut it Every They had already done all this stuff. And, of oh. course, she said at a thing she wouldn't... Give him an award, and and plus they had said, I'm pretty sure she said, oh I don't ever want to work with this dude, right? I'm pretty sure she said right. that. But hey, to turn it into a news story of she gave them an ultimatum, there was no ultimatum to make because they already cut ties; they were done.
1: Okay, well, and this is the problem with all of these little, uh, you know, different websites, you know, Bleeding right. Cool and ComicBook.com and all that to be the case. is because. You know, it depends on which news story you read. And I obviously didn't read the one you read. Yeah,
2: because people wanted to be, I know people wanted to be this thing where she's like, I'm putting my foot down. I'm pretty sure, though, that if they did continue to work with him, that she would have done this. I'm pretty sure she would have.
1: Now, didn't she go on Good Morning America or something like that and talk? I haven't seen the interview, but I thought she went on one of the morning shows and talked about it.
2: Maybe, but she was supposed to give an award to this dude before this the allegations came out. She didn't know about this. And just in, in like a couple days before they, she was supposed to give the award to this guy. That's when everything came out. And then she was like, she wouldn't do it. And then they didn't give him the award anyway. And then everything came out and the Warner Brothers, yeah. you know, pretty much now- well cut.
1: I've said it many times in the last couple of months, but I'm going to say it again. Can we please stop putting our hands on other people and act like humans?
0: Oh, without permissions. Without yeah. permission, yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: mean, yeah. we, I mean most, most of the shows we're going to talk about today have that executive mm-hmm. producer who is right now under fire for that right. very, very yeah. thing. Uh, Twelve different accusers, so.
1: now he's, ha- he's suspended right now, right?
0: Yes, and it's amazing, like as feminist as Supergirl is, that this guy was you know, was allowed yeah. to to yeah. do this. It's kind of crazy.
2: And Sarah Silverman, I think, had the best response on her show that she has on Hulu when the she talked res- about Franken. No, not just franken what she talked about just right. her friend like louis ck is her friend yeah. like they known him for 20 years
1: that was a good piece this, she did this also.
2: is necessary when when all this is said and done it's like a tumor like hollywood's had this tumor since the beginning right not and it just needs Hollywood. To be cut well anything entertainment period entertainment anything that has people power in it anything that has when you have people in power absolutely you're always going to have this it's a, like a tumor, and she said, "When it, you got to cut this tumor out, and they're and they're a thing, it's going to hurt to the core because there are going to be people that are going to be named that you would never think you, they would be named, and there are going to be people that are named that could be your friends, or you know, like people you you thought were kind to you. They might have been kind to you, but then that doesn't mean they didn't do this. Um, but it needs to be done in order for the body to." To, right. to heal and be better right so I, this is what we're going to do we're going to hear a lot of stuff this is not over this, this is far know. from and over. with
1: that said the ones that admit to it and and apologize for it and it's not a pattern of behavior or or something illegal um necessarily uh, like um mr roy moore but uh that's beside the point i'm just saying is you need to be there for these friends, too, because they're going to go down, and they, they're going to need help getting back up, And and not all of them, some of them, yes, but not all of them, is this the way that they are 24-7, and... They need help just as much as these victims do. It's just we need to listen to these victims because the problem is why none of them have come out all these times is because nobody would listen to them. And that's where we have to start. We need to listen to the victims, help the victims through the healing, and then we need to those that are willing to turn it around and actually – serve penance, I guess is the best way to say it, for their actions. We need to be there for them to help them up, too. And honestly, I think that this is a lot more rampant of a problem of just men in general. I mean, I know I'm guilty of inappropriate jokes and things like that at the wrong times and stuff like that. I mean, never have I forced myself on anyone. I mean...
0: But well, there was that one time you tried on me, buddy, but hey,
1: come on. You, 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 hey...
0: I don't. I don't play like that.
1: You. You said you were willing. At least know. you know. After I, you know, applied the roofies and then held your lip, and was like, "Yes, give it to me." <laughs> um.
0: I. Yeah. I agree. I think people need to be listened to. The stories need to come out. Everybody needs to be listened to, and it all needs to be dealt with. Yep. Absolutely. And then the final bit I have here on Wonder Woman got moved up. It was going to come out uh, December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Hmm. Wonder Woman 2, now it's been moved to November 1st. So it's getting out of the way of Star Wars.
1: To yes, say, that was, was that the sole reason, was just not to be the Pretty much.
0: Reason? Yeah, I'm looking at the headline now, and the second line the article says <laughs> that they moved it to get out of the way of Star Wars. Which is smart. So, I mean, uh-huh. Yeah, totally, totally smart.
2: Why, why even do it? Why even play the game?
0: There's enough room for everybody, you know?
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Okay, well, let's get on to some DC TV, finally, after all that. Let's do it. Um, let's start with Gotham. Uh, the, the last week's episode was called Stop Hitting Yourself. <laughs> um,
1: I loved this episode.
0: This is uh, directed by Charlie Houston.
2: Which a book read, he he I love his books I've, I've read a lot of Charlie Houston's books
0: mm-hmm. over the years Henry Thompson books the Joe Pitt case <laughs> books yeah I
2: love those Joe uh, Pitt books
0: yeah I love it's those. good stuff I didn't know he also uh, you know directed this too but he did or wrote oh. yeah or wrote this I'm sorry um, Barbara Selena and Tabitha the sirens are back in business um, and Cobblepot sends them to, to kidnap Nigma. He's still obsessed with Enigma. Won't let it go. He won't let it go. He won't let it go. He finds out that Enigma is, uh, uh, you know, is becoming popular and like mocking the Penguin in the Narrows. It's kind of taking you know, taking hold there.
1: Um, you know, and the thing is, is he's defeated him, and I just don't get it. You know, these villains where it's like you defeated them already. Move on. You've got yeah. other problems mounting. Stop worrying about what happened last oh. year and worry about it now that you're in the office. I mean that you're. You got to deal with uh you know the Falcone chick and everything so yeah.
0: Well, he also um he like I was gonna say you know all this he keeps obsessing over Enigma and like totally missing Sophia. Like, yep. You know like totally not even you know noticing what's going on there so.
1: Although I think that changed a little this week, but.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, Cobblepot sends Bridget, our friend Bridget. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, to kill them in case they fail. Um, Barbara and uh, is Lee and Lee and Tab uh, are, sees Lee there and is distracted by her, and Tabitha sees Butch wrestling <laughs> as Solomon Grundy. Um, Tabitha beats him, and then Butch starts remembering you know um, you know who she is and everything. All right. I thought they were going to go a little longer with, like, him being...
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure that he's remembering who she is. I think he's just seeing these images in his head. I don't think that he as Him as Grundy has really been able to put it fully into context yet. He just is confused now. And just has that little bit of recognition.
0: Right. Uh, Bridget arrives, but Lee takes her out. Uh, She also becomes the new leader of the fights after Cherry is killed by Barbara. So a lot of your girl Barbara in this episode. Oh yeah. Um, they offer Gordon the um, promotion to captain, but that's been arranged by Sophia um, behind the scenes. But uh, he takes he, he doesn't want to at first, but he takes a position after Bullock's bitterness uh, kind of leads him to missing out on a police officer ceremony. Um, yeah, Bullock's like really kind of in a dark place, you know. After yeah.
1: all this. The other thing, too, is he needed to do it anyway be, besides all that because, I mean, it simply was put to him. I think it was Sophia that put it to him. You know, if if you don't, somebody else is because Bullock's out one way or the other. And I would rather have the, you know, Gordon in there than somebody worse and more part of penguins, you know. Right. You would it's have somebody worse.
0: It would be easy enough for somebody worse to roll in there. That's true. Yep. Um, Cobblepot takes advantage of a mentally unstable orphan named Martin and psychologically manipulates him to use his inner and outer demons.
1: I don't know who this kid actor is, but he is good. I really like this kid. So, yeah.
0: I'm wondering what's going to happen with that. And uh, Gordon ends his partnership with Sophia. Yeah, that's not going to turn out well.
2: Yeah, he might have ended it, but I don't think his uh, other part of his body ended it. Not mm-hmm. by what happened this <laughs> week. Not the way he keep looking at her. He, right. he could say it all he wanted to, but uh, well, it's yeah. one way one thing saying
0: another, and uh, exactly brown chicken brown cat. This uh, this kind of seemed like a connective tissue type episode to me. I like the stuff with the sirens a lot. I like that we saw Bridget again, um, but other than that. You know, I like. I want to see what they're going to do with this Kid Martin in this yeah. um, But it wasn't like you know a home run episode. You know what I mean?
1: Well, <laughs> I in a lot of ways, I feel it was just more of a setup for this that this week's episode. Yeah,
0: yeah. This yeah. week's episode yeah. was off, off. Oh man. Was,
1: I do want to say though is because I have been on record, even as much as our last recording, that I'm just not fond of barbecue. I'm just not. However, this episode that we just discussed, I really liked her this episode. I, I don't know what it was, what the difference was, but she just seemed different. And I was like, am I really liking this character now? Or I don't know. I thought I, it she's like, always kind of been this.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of seen her like that for a while now. She's been helping, yeah, you know, like,
1: yeah. I don't I don't true. know. I can't explain it. I just I I definitely I see it differently now, as guys, far as that episode goes.
0: How do you guys feel know. about Dark Lee? Unnecessary. Yeah.
1: Well, I it's agree like, with the unnecessary, but I do kind of like the character this way.
2: Because you know she's not really dark. I mean, her dark is like I'm gonna have a pouty face. And yeah. I'm going to drink <laughs> yeah, but liquor. Doesn't but she? End up still have dark in the comics.
0: Lee? She's a lot different no. character in the comics.
2: No, it's completely different character. Yeah, in the she's comics. a much well, different character. In fact, this is cl- just, Actually, actually, this is kind of getting her closer to that because Lee has a hospital uh, in, in the crime near, alley, right? Crime alley, yeah. So she, right. you know, like anybody could go to it. It's one of those kind of hospitals, yeah, free clinic. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's um, what I'm
1: saying. Is though, isn't this getting closer and being the way she was? Yeah, there?
2: but she's not dark in it. I mean, she doesn't try to be, you know, angry and dark. She just does it.
1: You know, this is just something that she wants to
0: do, right?
1: Yeah, I, and again, I agree, it's unnecessary, but I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, I give this episode, a, you know, a B. It was like it was a good connective episode. I like the siren stuff. I love the I love the Solomon Grundy stuff, dude. I mean, oh yeah um and i love the way he's playing him i think it's really good but i agree this week's episode is much much better
1: i i i concur with that b rating as well and um I'm ready to talk about this week's episode which by the way i just thought we didn't have an episode this week i didn't realize it was moving to thursdays so oh
0: it's, i thought it was on anyway um this one is called Let Them Eat Pie, and when you find out what happens in it, it's incredibly gross, but that's why they call it that. Um, in a plot to launch an attack on Sophia's orphanage, uh, pig lures in several homeless people. <laughs> Do you like pumpkin pie? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. See? That was creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, if you
1: wanted to kidnap me, that's a way to get me is tell me there's pie.
0: And then he cooks their insides and stuffs them in the pies. On a prime time network show. Yeah, they pushed <laughs> this man.
1: Yeah.
0: And the scenes of him doing the stuff were not like, you know, subtle in no. any way.
1: Oh, no. no. And And the thing is, and we'll get to it here in a minute, but when Penguin rams his hand and just chunks it into his face, I literally almost threw up. Knowing it's a TV show, knowing yeah. it's not real, it it gave I had such a visceral reaction to that it just oh oh. <sighs>
0: um, his base of operations is exposed by the the uh, GCPD and that prompts Pig to kidnap Harper using her as leverage against Gordon. Um, when a dinner party rounds up several of the rich and powerful, including Cobblepot. Pig launches his plan into motion, which is torturing the rich into cannibalism. Ugh. Isn't that great? Uh, Gordon is subdued, and with Harper's help, he defeats Pig in combat and arrests him. Cobblepot's um, friendship with Sophia is ruined when Martin, asking as an, acting as an insider for Cobblepot, tells him of her interactions with Gordon. Dun-dun-dun.
1: But and I will he- tell you this. I... I think that uh, she told him to tell.
0: I I I, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I'm just saying is I think she's already she she caught on to it, and I think that remember that point where she comes into the room and says, "Hey, I need to talk to you" or something. I don't remember what she said exactly, and then it just cuts from there. I I think that that he's a double agent and is more on her side than anything. I would. I
2: wouldn't be surprised.
0: Mm. Interesting. And then, and then the Bruce storyline is basically him still partying. Uh, he abandons Alfred on a nature walk, and uh, he's he's kind of bitter because he hasn't felt any kind of satisfaction for avenging his parents' death, really. Right. And he's still haunted by you know stabbing Rachel Gould in the chest and stuff. So.
1: I'm glad he's going through this though. Because I think that this, you know, before this episode, I was like, I think I even asked this last time we recorded is, um, you know, is he just doing this to to set something up or is he just becoming a little teenage rich boy bitch? And I think it's the latter, but it's going to help in the long run to inform that persona that he is gonna have later on. So I'm okay with it. And I definitely like a lot of the stuff between him and Alfred in this episode.
0: But yeah, we get uh vivisection, cannibalism, all kinds of fun stuff in this episode. Yep. Um I'm giving it a B plus though. It was pretty uh Professor Pig is pretty gruesome, but um It was like Bloomhouse gruesome. It was like what? Like a Bloom
2: Bloomhouse movie. Oh yeah. A kind of Horror movie. Where you don't see all the blood and guts all over, you know, the whole time. But just the lead up of, you got to eat this pie made out of people. Uh The insinuation alone
1: is disgusting.
2: Yeah, the insinuation alone. And then put a little, all they had to do is just put a little blood on Cobblepot's face to make me disgusted. Like, that's it. That's all they needed to do. Like, it was just enough to push it. But it felt like I was watching something that shouldn't be
0: on Prime time TV. Yeah, like I, I felt, almost I forgot. I felt the same way. I felt the exact same way.
2: That's smart, though, to do it without doing it. To make you feel that way without actually uh, crossing the line.
0: Yeah, I guess they didn't because, you know, it went out over the airwaves. <laughs> it went out,
1: right? Nobody protested or anything, I so guess, it went out. I guess not. Well, um, it makes me wonder, you know, because every network has their standards and practices, divisions, and all that stuff, and it just makes me wonder... What did they originally write in that they had to cut out because of standards and practices, you know?
0: I don't know, man, because uh, I can't think of much worse than like forced cannibalism. Uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't too many more, you know, taboos to go there.
2: Uh, no, right? No, not at
0: all. Um, let's move on to Supergirl, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, episode number five is called Damaged. Uh, it was uh, directed by your buddy, Kevin Smith, Rich. Yep. Yeah, your boy. Your homie. Um, there are several children that are diagnosed with lead poisoning, and Morgan Edge is blaming the uh, lead device that repelled the Daxamites at the end of last season, remember? Causing, you know, Monel to leave. Mm. Yay. The best
2: device ever.
0: The best best. That's why we love Lena so much. <laughs> um, the parents of these kids turn turning on Lena um, and she tries to uh, have a press conference to defend herself in a speech but she ends up getting shot at but James instead gets wounded now I think we kind of called we've been calling they're, they're probably going to try to pair these two up
2: oh they're hooking up man. Yeah, and, I want, and then next season if people don't like it next <laughs> season will be James I kind of want to just concentrate on myself <sighs>
0: so, what do you mean you don't want to have children We'll get to no, that later. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's like the <laughs> easiest thing.
2: I don't I don't want to have the children's
0: I keep thinking this could be such a good show, but they keep tripping over their own CW ness so many times. <laughs> doing it, man. they keep doing so they it. can't and help they, it. It's like, you know, it's like we want to be a great show, but then we just have these CW things we have to
2: do. They don't push it, they don't elevate these characters at all anymore. It's right. just like they just throw them in the same box. Yeah. As the other shows. It's oh, stop it, man.
0: Like, you don't need that, man. I mean you, you don't. The light the light CW touches on the flash are all you really need. And I'm just so happy with the Flash this season. But we'll get into that in yeah. a minute. Yeah. Um Lena uh resigns from Catco and L Corp and uh, Karen and Sam decide to investigate and in they uh,
2: hit the bottle. She's gotta be drunk.
0: <laughs> they oh, discover cool. that all the children attended a public pool. It was laced with a chemical, and then has the yeah. same symptoms. And it turns out it comes back to Morgan Edge. Of course, oh, of course it
2: does. Of course,
0: absolutely. Um, because, um, oh god, now I'm going to blank on his name. What was the other um, multimillionaire? millionaire uh, Maxwell? Maxwell um, Lord. Maxwell Lord. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah he's gone. So I you know. We had to bring a... in
0: a new evil multimillionaire. millionaire to cut. Take
2: his... You just <laughs> would think the Star Labs would be. You, you just think the Star Labs would be around
1: to figure this stuff out.
0: There's no Star Labs in her. Uh, no, no,
1: no. But uh, apparently, this is the same universe Smallville was in.
0: Well, we find that on next next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Lena confronts Morgan alone and is knocked unconscious. And then he traps Lena on a plane. The barrels of the chemical attempting to release the, to the water. What
2: so in fun. the world? I,
0: this is like, why don't you just tie her to a train track and like? Right.
2: Com- no I mean, this is so. I mean, this is
0: old time comic booky thing to do.
2: Like, first exactly. for the, her to go there by herself, right, and not tell anybody. When you have access to police and special forces, like you could just call. What do you, Supergirl? And report, and you could, yeah, any of that stuff. And on top of that, for him, he could have just shot her. Why in the I know, hell would okay. you tie her to the
0: plane? When I see shit like this, it always reminds me of that scene in Austin Powers with Scott Evil. Oh, yeah. Like, I've yeah, got a yeah. gun in my room. I'll get him right now. I can shoot right, him right I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> killing him right now. Right
3: now. It's.
1: I mean, it takes you don't understand five minutes.
0: about the friggin' sharks and the friggin' lasers. You know? it's like, just like come on. but he's gonna get out
1: though, like he's gonna but it is sharks with lasers. come on,
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna create i'm gonna create this elaborate death trap that could be easily foiled by your super powered friend.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you if anything, I just would' have shouted, i mean, not that sounded so cold. But if you you're the bad guy, you don't care that you, you poison kids, so you don't care who you kill, right? Oh, I'm gonna throw this
0: chemical in the water supply. There's no other way I could get rid of. All right, all right. <laughs> You poison children, so you that that shows you right there you have no soul, right?
2: Why wouldn't you just shoot her in the head and then put her body on the plane if you want to get rid of her that way?
0: I'm just going to call that a Evil moment from now on. That is such a thought moment. That is such a moment. They show her on the moment. plane, I'm like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> because what
2: you could have done is just have her sneak onto the plane. That's the way you get her on the plane. There you go. Sneak onto the plane thinking she's going to stop it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, she can't. Right. And that it's. It doesn't take that much brain power because I'm not a writer, right? So it doesn't take that much extra brain power to say, "Let's do that," as opposed to do this. There's
0: so many other ways it could have gone.
2: It's so many other ways.
0: Like this it, is like I just seem like the most hackneyed. I mean, the only thing it was missing was like a giant counter counting down to zero, or a, oh my
1: or God. a really long, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thing. Burning, yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, you
0: know, just so many things, yeah. Oh. Of course, Supergirl rescues Lena and gets rid of the barrels, destroys the plane.
2: No, you,
0: yeah, no, oh yeah, oh yeah, Daryl.
2: I never thought that
0: would have happened. It's a shocker. The only person that didn't think it would happen was Morgan Edge, I guess. But it kept... but I oh, I'm sorry.
2: I do like though. I I did like. There's such there like the show frustrates me so much because there'll be really dumb moments like that, and then there'll be really heartfelt. Moments like when she's holding the plane mm. and she's telling Lena to climb, and she's like, "I can't hold both," and I and and Lena's like, "Let it go, let me go," you know, like you you got to get the poison out. You can't let that go into the water supply. Of course, Superman and Supergirl would say that is a super person moment. They would say no. I, I can find another way. There's another I, way.
0: That's always, That yeah. was a,
2: I loved it. Like, that's uh, the stuff that's like, when I want to be like, I'm done with this goddamn show. I can't do it anymore.
0: They do something like that. Yeah. And you're just
2: like, oh, wow, that's so cool.
0: But then surrounded right. by all this other dumb stuff.
2: But they rush to get to that point by doing all these stupid shortcuts to get to that great uh, scene. Right.
0: Uh, Maggie and Alex realize that as much as they love each other, they must let each other go. In order to be their very best.
2: Uh, Jim, I don't want no cheering.
0: Although we're broken up, dude. We can't be.
2: We can't G- be together. On GTFO. GTF. Can't be together on this podcast. All right, Why did up. Kevin have up. to
1: get that episode to direct?
0: Ugh. I don't know.
2: But I know he didn't
1: write it, but it just makes me mad.
0: <laughs> they, uh, you know, Alex lets Maggie know how much Maggie helped her. Journey to be happy and accept herself for who she is, and right. Maggie tells Alex how stronger she grew as a person, and they cry. And um, Maggie's like, "See you around, Danvers," and goes off to wherever she's whatever show sure she's going to be on next. <laughs> she's not. Right. Anymore. Well,
1: right. they had to have one last romp in the sack before it all
0: happened. <laughs> I guess.
1: I'm like, That's no, awesome. this is a bad idea.
0: <sighs> anyway.
1: Well, now it clears the path for her and
0: super Rain check, yeah. Right there, you go. Oh
1: gosh, don't do it.
0: Well, well, they have to. I mean, that's what everything's been moving toward, right? That's what it seems the one, anyway.
1: Seems like it, yeah.
0: So, I just want to see. It's just so so hackneyed, and like Daryl said, comic booky in the worst way. In you know, the in, worst
1: way, for sure. In the
0: tropiest, the tropiest way possible.
1: Yeah, I, there were a lot of little things about this episode I liked, but the whole thing, man, I, I'm with you. I, I'll give it a C plus, but it's, you know, it, it really could have been done better.
0: Daryl nailed it, man. They, they they get these great action scenes, like these good moments, and then just plug it up with all this other crap. Just
1: Yeah, I agree more.
2: What is our uh, next I can, i oh, I'm C, sorry well we did we do our our letter grades or whatever? We yeah, just he...
0: did we just did, it's up to you, man.
2: Oh. Oh, alright. Uh, uh C plus plus. Hmm. They got double pluses.
0: It's a programming language. Of that, yeah, because of that,
2: that scene with the plane. That was that's a plus plus.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, I really think you have to nail on the head with that. They have these really nice moments, but there's just so much other stuff around it this line. Not... Not working. Uh, The next episode is Midvale, the flashback episode. Um, In flashbacks to ten years ago, Alex and Kara do not get along until a classmate is murdered.
1: Before we get into it, I have to say how they cast those two, the young versions, was really good, especially Kara. I was like, damn, I was thinking, did they do some, like, Captain America, the first... Avenger magic, you know, like with Steve Rogers. Because I, I swear, I was like, that looks just like her. And then I yeah, look; they
2: look like their kids or something. Yeah, I, uh, I
1: and I looked the actress up, and now she has different colored hair, and it's All obvious right. she's wearing contacts and whatnot, color contacts in the show. But you know, because she doesn't really totally look like uh M- Melissa Benowist, but. Man, they did such a good job on her for this, and yeah, they even do. the Alex one I thought was really good, but the one for for Kara, I was like, Wow, that was really good casting,
0: yeah, I thought the I thought the uh, the young actresses were good too they had the oh, kind yeah. of some of some of the same mannerisms and stuff it was, mm-hmm. it was good um the duo find the uh dead, the classmate's missing laptop and it's got incriminating photos of several people uh with the only undamaged one showing a teacher kissing Alex's best friend. Um, they send the damaged photos off to Chloe Sullivan, Clark's friend, for repair. Now go ahead, Smallville guys, weigh in.
1: Well, here's what I want to know, is when did she have time to look at that stuff while she was running her sex cult?
0: That's the actress, not the oh, character.
1: Okay. sorry. <laughs> I'm still dumbstruck by that.
0: So does this mean super? Does this mean the Superman is is uh is in uh, or Supergirl is in Smallville continuity now, or is this just a character? I mean, Chloe Sullivan, she I don't remember her from the comics.
1: She did appear in the comics.
0: They threw post, her in there
1: post Smallville,
0: post Smallville. Yeah, okay,
1: after yeah. Smallville. I knew she was a Smallville character.
2: She was in like Arrow for a minute. They threw her in Green Arrow for a second. Yeah, hmm.
1: which is and weird. This is just strange the way they did it. She wasn't really in there much, but she was. No, no. <clears throat> uh,
0: someone tries to kill the two of them. Um, the teacher is arrested, but Alex learns of the teacher's alibi, and she goes to tell the sheriff. And Kara learns from Chloe the sheriff is the one who is involved is the real killer. He's involved in the drug trade. Um, as the sheriff tries to kill Alex, he's incapacitated by Kara. And the duo eventually bond while Kara decides not to use her powers again after having a talk with a woman resembling her mother, who was actually John Jones, in disguise. I,
1: I encourage don't know... for
0: her to embrace, embrace her new home.
1: I don't know how I knew it, but it just... I was like, it's the sheriff. I don't know, maybe it's just a CW thing. That's why I think Sheriff Keller is the drug dealer in in, in uh, Riverdale. And that I don't know, I just... It, to me, I was like, "It's it's the yeah, sheriff." I did
2: think he was the guy that was, that was the first choice for me. I was like, "It got to be the sheriff."
0: Yeah, yeah. we only introduce so many characters. It's like when you watch Law and Order. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, which yeah, one but... doesn't go? Right. Which which one doesn't go that they just added? Right. Of course, that's the bad guy.
0: Um Yeah. In the present day, they uh, the sisters arrive at Eliza's to try to overcome their griefs. Uh, But they have a quarrel, and then after they, you know, have this big flashback, they reconcile and they go back home. So, oh, I'm sorry, good.
1: Oh, I was going to say, I, I really liked this episode. I've heard a lot of negative feedback online. Of course, it's the internet, so what else is new? But I was really surprised at how much, it, like on Reddit and whatnot, where people were just like, what the hell was that episode? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I thought it was great. It helped inform more of the bond between those sisters. It gave us, you know, some Well,
2: I'll history. be real with you. Be- it was a very female-oriented episode and i knew going in that there were going to be hate for it by by people i knew that i knew that it was very, the two girls are, and what's funny to me is it was a better written still it was a better written episode than a lot of the other ones this season i agree like the way they wrote it it wasn't no. there weren't a lot of eye-rolling
1: scenes Nope. i guess i don't know Okay. That's why say, it's I, an A plus to me. I love this episode.
0: I got a real Veronica Mars vibe.
2: That's what I got. I got that you from I mean?
0: this. The whole high school, uh, you know, uh, yeah. solving yeah. crimes and stuff. Um, I, yeah, I give this a, a, a B straight up B. Yeah.
2: I give it a B. You it's
0: just a, the, uh, it was cool. the best
2: episode, best written episode of this season so far.
0: And no, L.
2: Man, he's coming.
1: That's about to change.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm looking at he's the I'm looking at the list of episode titles, and uh, uh, January 15th is an episode called Legion of Superheroes. So.
1: Well, I thought by the um, preview thing I saw he was going to be a next the next episode.
0: Oh no, I didn't see that. Damn you, Chuck oh, I did. That's why I thought you did. Damn yeah, you both! I, did. I didn't know that. No, you yeah, I did.
2: It was in it. It was in the. I, uh, I know, movie. but I
0: didn't see it. I didn't know,
2: what? and I looked, and I said, "I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be really mad next week." Yeah. Okay,
1: sorry, Jim. I apologize.
0: That's all right. Okay, let's move on to personally my favorite DC TV show this season, The Flash. It's oh. been really, it's been really good, guys.
2: Been, it, I, yes. it has. Yes, it has. Um, I'm all in on this.
0: This was the episode "Girls' Night Out." It had uh, Felicity right. guest starring, so I'm sure Chubb was real happy.
2: Oh, you know he was. Oh, yeah.
0: They have, uh, they have Iris's bachelorette party. Meanwhile, Cisco um, tries to throw Barry a bachelorette party, but Ralph instead takes them to a strip club. Bachelor party. Or a bachelor party, sorry. I was confused. Uh, but Ralph takes them to a strip club, and they find Cecile's daughter, Joni, is working there.
2: Dun-dun-dun-dun!
0: Yeah, that made me almost
2: spit out a... Of- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa! I didn't see that coming. I did not. Can I just coming. say,
1: Ralph Dibney is just so awesome. I'm really loving this character.
0: He's really good, man. He
2: uh, is.
1: He's
0: really been a good addition to the cast.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hartley Sawyer is the actor's name. He's been, I, I, especially in the episode after this too, where they were fighting together. And it was
1: like, in that, in that prototype suit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. It looks like Blank Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh Joe sure, uh, jo confronts Joni and then she says she's only doing feminist research. Uh meanwhile Ralph starts a fight, and the men get arrested, go to jail until Harry bails them out. Um meanwhile, the girls have an adventure of their own. Um Amunet's enforcer Norvak uh demands Caitlin's return. Uh Caitlin uh, was working for Amnunut when she was evil, right? Um, and attacks the women when she refuses. Uh, Killer Frost emerges and repels him. Uh, later, telling Iris that Caitlin accepted Amunet's employment in exchange for the means to control Frost. Um, they learn that Amunet has been holding a metahuman called the Weeper, whose uh, tears are a strong narcotic, and they want to sell the Weeper. Iris's party decides to stop her. Um, Caitlin refuses to join them at first. But then she attacks Amunet when she sees her friends in danger, of course. They use a strong magnet to rob Amunet of his um, metal shards, or her metal shards, and that kind of leaves her powerless. Uh, Iris has to talk Frost down from killing Amunet, and then both parties refuse to talk each- to each other about what's happened while they were gone. <laughs> um, Iris asks Kaylin to be her maid of honor, and Joe convinces Joni to tell Cecile. Meanwhile, DeVoe captures the Weeper. I'm just kind of glad that the,
2: we, let's get past this whole thing of her and, you know, being evil frosts. When you're Frost, you're not that evil anymore. So. Right.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing, too, is, so is it for sure is she, like, I think Felicity says it, you're the Incredible Hulk or whatever, is is she like that she now has complete control?
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure if she gets angry enough, she could kind of Maybe flip out, but for the most part, I think
1: because I'm digging that. I she's I think fine. Good, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think for the most part she's good now. I mean, I probably that they, they you know when she uses her powers and stuff, it won't be uh, it won't be a big deal to her. It'll be like the end of the world. Although
0: in the next episode when she talks about Fosh she kind of talks to her about her like she's a different, like another person. Right. I mean do you want me to call Frost or something like that. It says something offhand like that, so
1: Well, Banner is that way with Hulk in a way. Like um when he when they first find him again in uh Avengers, I think, the first Avengers, when he says, you know, I he put a bullet
0: The yeah. other guy spit it out, right?
1: Yeah. You're
0: right. So I could see him going that way with it. That's fine. But yeah. You're not making a big deal out of it, like Daryl says, and I'm glad of that. So,
1: and and now we know that the publisher Marvel Comics exists in this universe. So,
0: hmm. then Doctor Who,
1: yeah,
0: they sure. referenced Doctor Who at the beginning. Now that she, you know, yep. they said, you know, now that she's a woman or whatever, represent or something like that. Yep. Um, I guess this episode of B, It was cute. I'm glad Felicity was on. I liked I like seeing Felicity and Iris in action. That was pretty awesome. Um, all that was good. Even the, and like I said, Ralph didn't, he's killing it. I'm really liking him. I'm yeah. getting a lot of bees this week. I don't know. I'm not sure why.
1: Well, I agree yeah. with you. This one was a bee for me as well. I really, really yeah, liked it.
0: It was a The uh, next episode is called When Harry Met Harry. It opens, <laughs> it opens with this great scene with the mugger. Um, Barry's trying to train Ralph, right? Although Ralph's kind of annoying to Barry calling him Rookie and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And the uh, this guy tries to mug them and shoots uh, Ralph, but Ralph, like, accidentally reflects the bullet back at him and he ends up shooting him Man. in the ass.
1: That's funny. Twice.
0: Twice. <laughs> once in a leg and then once in the now. No. He was, and he's like, you <laughs> shot him. I didn't shoot him. He shot me. I couldn't <laughs>
1: But now there's another guy who can identify who the Flash is, because he didn't bother to change into his Flash costume or anything when he swoops the guy up and takes him to the hospital. That's true. So I'm just wondering, will they use that as some device in the future, you know, this bad guy knows or whatever. I mean, I know he doesn't know his name, but he can still finger him out, you know.
0: This is also the episode where they take Ralph Dibney to uh, see Donna Pascal to get hypnotized, to see if he can remember anything. <laughs>
1: yeah, that whole scene was great. <laughs> oh, that's not going to
0: work on a guy like me. And, um, but and they,
1: how'd you guys well, get over there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that was Donna, the uh, actress Donna Pascal from like Saturday Night Fever, and um, she had her own show in the '80s called Angie. I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff. And we recognize the actress. Um, but he has a vision of a woman with a black bison on her back, uh, on a leather jacket, riding the bus, the magic bus that everyone got uh, magic powers from. Um, it turns out that another bus metahuman is uh, her name is Mina, and she can animate statues. The first one being one of a giant uh, panther. Um, they find the blood inside the statue, so they kind of you know figure there's got to be a meta of some sort. Uh, Barry and Joe do at the crime scene.
1: The thing I I kept thinking, though, too, is if the blood stayed in the roof of its mouth like that, if that really mauled that guy, why wasn't the blood everywhere else on its face and and whatnot? But I'm being picky. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Um, She's stealing pieces of a black bison necklace, which she claims belongs to her tribe. Um, When Barry and Ralph first catch up to her, Ralph is in his uh, stretchable suit that looks like Blank Man. She attacks Barry with a caveman statue and attempts to get away. Um, Ralph chooses to stop her, but a little girl is hurt in the process. And, um, and Ralph kind of regrets his actions. He's kind of learning that, you know, his first job is to protect. His second job is to get the bad guys, right?
1: Well, Barry told him and Barry told him and Barry told him. But until that little girl got hurt, he couldn't understand. Yeah, right, and And luckily, she ends up being okay. But it was a good thing because that's what ultimately finally taught him what his role is.
0: Right. Um, Mina escapes the PD and she goes after the last necklace piece of the museum. This is a great sequence with Barry and Ralph and her in the museum with the T-Rex. And I thought it was awesome. Uh, Now,
1: before you get to that, though... You, you just glossed over the the escaping from the police. I thought that that was a brilliant sequence. The whole thing with animating that dummy when they were test. which, why were they testing that in the foyer of the police department? That made no sense to me, but it still was cool how she actually escaped. I thought mm-hmm. I really liked that, so.
0: Uh, Barry uh, arrests Mina. Ralph saves the security guard from the skeleton. He throws a Sue, like uh, an antique, into the air to distract her so he can put the cuffs on her to dampen her powers and then catches it, of course. And uh, Ralph reveals later that he mailed the necklace back to Mina's tribe before taking Mina to Iron Heights. And then he visits the little girl in the hospital makes balloon animals out of his hands, which is kind of gross. Yeah, it did look kind of gross. Meanwhile, it did. It did. Cisco tells Harry he has no friends. Harry's like, "Hey, I have friends, but they're all him from uh, alternate universes." Exactly. There's the nihilistic uh, German version. There's the Richard Branson, Matthew McConaughey version. <laughs> and then there's the um, the android version from like uh, Mad Max: Fury Road.
1: And Harry the Grey. And you're a wizard, Harry.
0: You're a wizard, Harry, right? Um, between the between the four of them, they uh, figure out that Devoe is a man named Clifford Devoe. I love the sequences though with Tom uh, with Tom Cavanaugh playing off himself It's pretty great. Um, Barry and Joe head to Devoe's house. They have all kinds of backup. They're all like, okay, you know, we're all around the house. You know, they're just taking it out, and he opens. It, they open the door and they find out that he's a middle aged man in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, oh, man, well, we know what happened with the last bad guy in a wheelchair on this show, so that, you know.
0: I was going to say, that should be a signifier for him right there, you know, after a while <laughs> since the wheelchair.
1: Yeah, you just automatically just start beating on him.
0: He's the reverse flash, kill him! <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Now, I wonder, though, is the DeVoe that we see before this in the cutscenes and all that of... You know, when he's talking with his, I guess, wife, but the assistant mm-hmm. or whatever. I would, is that in the future? I don't know. I'm just wondering, yeah, can he, is he virtual. able? Could yeah, be virtual. Yeah. it could yeah, be. Her name, her
0: be name, name is the mechanic, by the way. Right. Whether he's his wife or not. I don't know. But she has her own, uh, according to the, list, the caster. She's a mechanic.
1: Because I'm just wondering if they're seeing through time what's happening. And I don't know. I just was trying to figure out why why he look so different or what have you, but I guess we'll find out soon.
0: I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, like you said, it could be virtual, it could be in the future, it could be a lot of different things. Uh, I give this one an a-. I really liked this episode a lot. It reminded me of reading like a good done-in-one comic. This is uh, you know Flash going after a meta. I loved him and the Ralph stuff. I love the lighter touch this season. I'm just I'm, I'm digging it all around. So.
1: Yeah. Now, what was the title of this episode again?
0: When Harry Met Harry.
1: When Harry Met Harry. Because I thought it should have been Night at the Museum, but that's just me. Because um, you're right. That whole sequence with the T Rex and all of that was great. Um, I give this one an A, solid A. I really like this episode. It was like a one and done comic, as you said, Jim. And I, I'm just, I'm loving this season. As much as I did the first season.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean I pretty much the same way. Right?
0: Sweet. Let's move on to Arrow The Return of Deathstroke.
1: Are we I'm skipping gonna... legends?
0: No, we're gonna do I was gonna do legends last 'cause oh, okay. Daryl won't grow. I didn't see it. Oh okay. Yeah, Daryl okay. doesn't watch it anymore, so
1: Yeah, I'm close yeah. to
0: that. Okay. Well I, I I'm gonna hang in there. We already dumped Lucifer, so the Return of Deathstroke, oddly enough the episode is called Deathstroke Returns. Um, Slade comes to Oliver to ask him to help uh, find his son who's being held prisoner. Save my boy. I love Manu Bennett as Deathstroke. I know Joe Manginello is probably going to do a great job as well and, uh, and all that, but I, I just I yeah. realized, I realized, I've always liked this character. The two meet up with an old acquaintance of Slade, and he provides them with info they need, and they get to the prison. And Slade instructs Oliver to find his son Joe I'm going to leave a pause right there for all the comic book fans out there. Whoa. Slade instructs Oliver to find Joe. He's going him out of there because he knows Joe is not going to be happy to see him. Uh, Slade engages in security. They're called the Jackals in combat. He discovers his acquaintance is actually a member of the Jackals. And Slade demands they release Joe. It reveals it's not that easy because their boss is Joe himself. What? What, what, what? Oh.
3: Meanwhile,
0: meanwhile, back in Star City... Uh, Dinah saves a politician from a sniper attack by Vigilante um, as the politician is supporting the anti-Vigilante bill. Um, Le- Dinah later saves her again and unleashes a canary cry on a Vigilante and reveals his mask and takes his mask out, And it turns out it's her old partner who she thought was dead, Vincent. So Really? Yeah, I guess. Although I, th- I don't know if that timeline matches up like when we first it seen, don't we, it seems off to me it does i thought it did too because didn't we see vigilante before we met the new canary and stuff yes we like did. way back in the beginning of the prometheus thing we sure
2: did so he was we thought it was we thought it was the dude that wound up being prometheus remember right. we thought it looked like it was him okay i uh, thought
0: i wasn't sure um uh, uh, that does sound right um yeah, that this kind of threw me off, and it turned out to be him. I'm just like, maybe. Yeah, when they did the big reveal and it,
2: he him being Prometheus, it was like, well, who the hell
0: is? Right, because we all thought he was Adrian Chase. Yeah, yeah, I remember.
2: He even was named Adrian and that Chase. That was all. And mean...
0: That means that this guy would have had to have been a vigilante back when he was still a cop, and right. and Dinah wouldn't know it.
2: Yeah, and that and that isn't the case. I don't know. It's crazy. So I don't. This didn't make any. This this seemed to be some, uh, timey... some 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 whiny. Yeah. yeah. You just need exactly. shit to fit and. I'm. Mean, I, I think they forgot about. To be honest, I think they freaking forgot about the, the character, and they were like, yeah. "Oh, we need. All him.
0: right, we got to figure out somebody he could be. Well, who we got? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of nuts. Um, he later attempts another assassination. Uh, at a TV interview, he's, but he's met by Dinah and shot in the head by an officer. And Vincent reveals that the particle accelerator changed him, too, and uh, claims he didn't tell Dinah he was... Yeah, he became Wolverine. And claims he didn't tell Dinah he was alive, as he believes their work as cops was, you know, not doing anything.
2: You compromised my mission!
0: And Dinah lets him go. Yeah. So.
2: And you got drug addict... Uh... Diggle walking yep. around trying to tell
1: you how to be. Mm-hmm. All
2: this just seems so messed up to me. This is just a mess. I'm having that episode, that I'm
1: day. having such a hard time with Arrow this season. I'm really I I'm Arrow and Legends. I'm just I'm really getting and tired. And they got and they
2: snuck in those effing flashbacks for two episodes. They snuck
1: that shit. <sighs> up.
0: Yep, they brought it back a little bit. Yeah. Not as bad as before, but it's totally, still totally no, well, a You're right. right. Totally it just cheated. feels
1: to me like the, the writing on Arrow, they've just run out of ideas, is what it feels like to me.
2: I just think they need to just... i i just be honest. I just think they need to just bring in a whole new
1: writing staff for the show. I really do. Yeah. Something. Really? I, I don't know. One of the things, you know, we talked about Smallville earlier, but one of the things I always felt, even though I did like the 10th season, was that after season five, they should have just ended. They They just got... Where they were grasping for straws and jumping the shark every season and everything else, and I'm afraid that that's what's happened to Arrow. I was getting a little fatigued with it the last couple of seasons, but there was at least some stuff I could hang on to. This season so far, I'm having a really hard time with it. I really,
2: am. I don't know, it's so difficult. He's the first. He's the first of the group. He's the first superhero, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would just with Arrow. You think it'd be the easiest thing to do? I agree. To make him just a regular crime fighter He just fights new villains every week I don't know what You don't have to do this Long big thing Of the anti-vigilante thing You don't have to do the The agents coming to get them shit You don't have to do any of that Try to do a gun
0: control episode on a show Where there are constantly guns and arrows
2: I don't know why they all Feel like they have to use this formula When he could just do Villains of the week just had like the best thing about Arrow was when when it first started was that he just he would cross people off a list right it'd be a different person each episode yeah wasn't that serious well, wasn't that deep I'm glad it wasn't em- that serious. I'm glad
1: it evolved a little past that but
2: it- no I'm I'm but I'm saying I think what kept it from being so convoluted in the early first season oh yeah was that they stuck to pretty much. Each person they got on the list was just a villain, right? So just take the list away and just have it now. He's fighting crime. you just he's just fighting crime. Like he should be the most established. This should be Batman after six years. Well, right? I wish
1: they would have you, never made him the mayor. That you got everything worked
2: out. Like it's like you you should have your shit together out of all everybody. Out of everybody in the.
0: I really wish they'd leaned harder into, like, him training the next generation of, like, Vich on the team. That would have been great. I mean, they they kind of seemed like they were going to do that last season, and then they backed away from it.
2: Yeah. Because they lose actors every time you turn around. Like, you had the guy that was Red Arrow, then he's gone. Then you had your sister with Speedy. She, you know, whatever the deal is with her contract, she's gone. You had Ragman. Well, she's not gone. She's in a coma. Well, she can only do a certain amount of episodes right. because that's the deal with the contract, so you can't use them that much. But I don't understand. Like, you don't, You're don't. you not using speed. You're not using all these superpowers. I don't get why you just can't have them just fighting crime and then maybe throw in that there's a big boss at the, during the second part of the season. They have to deal
1: they with They have that art. Crime yeah. or whatever,
2: right. And just deal with that. But you really don't need to have this narrative like this whole thing with why must there always be somebody in his life that says i don't want you to be the green arrow well i not like to make you not like that character if now it's it's william right so now william is unlikable now anything keeps him from being but i mean he's the foil everybody i get that
1: but i don't think he doesn't need a foil and if anybody in his life has the right to say that It's his son. I don't have a problem with that so much.
2: Yeah, but you don't need the same foil thing. I hate the fact that he is
1: the the mayor. I think that that was a huge mistake, and I think that that's where I really started to have problems with this show. They should have ended. With him being mayor, I really... You know, one of the things I liked in the comics, and I get it would be kind of like the whole Tony Stark thing with Iron Man and all that, but, you know, at one point in the comics anyway... It, Oliver Queen, he got his wealth back and everything else, and he came out in the public. I am the Green Arrow, you know. Yeah, and I, I, w- like I would like for them to have gone that route. I think it's too late for them to do that now. But this him being mayor, and and who the hell? No mayor of a major metropolitan city like that is just going to go on some little. Oh, I'm going on this little diplomatic mission to help yeah. my friend. You know, with his son that's been imprisoned, or whatever the hell, whatever his excuse was for going, that doesn't happen. That just does not happen. The city would not let him do that. It's- I
2: would send. I mean, if anything, I would send him to other places around the world, like other DC. You know, other other DC name. You know, places that we know of. Have him. You know, hang out at other places. Like do that. Yeah, to to flip it or you know just, just something to something to,
1: and I like to flip from, it, but they have got to just let all of the stuff that if I hear that goddamn name, "Lean on You" or whatever it is, the island, one more time, I just it makes it I literally ball up in fist because I'm so sick of that damn island. I thought it blowing up would be the end. <laughs> well, even
2: with Flash now, I think what's worked with Flash is that they kind of. Done that. They've like done away with right. the big thing, and now it's he's he's fighting bad guys each each episode. They they found a way to have it where he has to fight a new meta each
0: episode, pretty much, right? And to have a big boss for the season finale,
2: right? And to have a big boss for the season finale. For, for, I mean, Arrow should be even easier because you don't have to use a meta. Right. You can have vigilant You know, like you can have. There's so many enemies that the Green Arrow had corny ones, cool ones, whatever. You could use Batman's which they've done before. Use some of Batman's rogues too. Like he has a million stupid rogues that he will never, you know, like you'll never see.
0: And a lot of them right? a lot you of, could of use the them. team of Batman's rogues gallery, gallery have already ended up on this show.
2: Yeah, so just so just do it. Like, you have things you could use, but I they keep trying to make this big elaborate thing. Like he I like to keep him from being the the Green Arrow, and it's like out of everybody, he should be he should be established with that. Right. It should, should it shouldn't be any more nonsense of I can't be the Arrow because right you know there's something keeping me from <coughs> from doing it. It's like enough already. Like I don't even want to hear it anymore. Well,
1: and Daryl, here's the thing too: is I could almost. Be okay with what they're doing in this season as far as the hey, I'm gonna back off, I'm gonna spend time with my son, I'm gonna invest myself more into the mayorship and the city and all of that, and Diggle you take over. But instead they they did that but made Diggle just so flawed this season, so
2: I don't know so why. the whole thing with the yeah. shit. I don't I don't understand that at all. Me why? Why does he need the shakes? Like, can't they just show him being the arrow?
1: They just make Diggle so lame. And Diggle, I mean, Diggle used to be one of my favorite parts of this show. And first they make him lame with that stupid helmet. And then they're like, you know what? He is so lame, we couldn't make him lamer. And then Ollie's like, hold on, hold my beer. And then says, okay, let's have him take over and he'll be this weak-minded I, I don't know. I just, I hate what they've done to his character. I hate it.
0: Anyway, I give this one a D. It was bad. Uh, even with yeah. D for Deathstroke, even with Manu Bennett, it, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't uh, really good. And, uh, that bums yeah. me out when, you know, you have one of my favorite characters on the show and yet you can't get a good episode out of it. So.
1: Yep. I'm with you. I, D. I give it a D minus and a note home to their parents that they need to sign. Cause this is bad.
0: Plus and the I flashbacks, hate- man. Flashbacks.
1: Yeah. If if it, the only reason it didn't get an F from me is because of Deathstroke. <laughs> I I do like that character, and I do like how he's portrayed. But other than that, I, I'm really, I'm having a real hard time sticking with Arrow.
0: Okay. Well, the next episode of Arrow <laughs> is called Promises Kept. We'll get through it quick since we've already kind of made our displeasure known on the last episode. Yeah. Um, Slade and Oliver continue to try to persuade Joe to leave with them, but Joe refuses. He claims that he seen his father kill someone before he'd been influenced by Kiru. And then Slade tries to explain it was a paid hit, but Joe refuses to forgive him, stating that learning who his father truly was led him down this path. So many daddy issues on this show.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Joe and Slade end up fighting until Oliver steps in and then Joe escapes. Uh, Slade tells Oliver to continue to try to find the son, but advises Oliver that he better get it back home, not wanting Oliver to make the same mistake he made. Uh, meanwhile, Team Arrow finds out about John's tremors. Uh, John apologizes to everybody, and Curtis offers to help John the same way he helped Felicity when she was injured. And John asks to have a night to think it over. I don't know why you would need a night to think it over. I don't know. I don't Here we know. can call. We can cure what your problem is. Oh, let me think about it. This is basically a pilot for the Deathstroke. Story. Yeah, well, I almost feel like the, they should have taken the Deathstroke parts and had one episode. And yeah. then they could have taken the other parts and had another rather than splitting it
2: up. I'm with that. I'm with that. Give me give me Deathstroke pilot. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah.
0: So I think wanted D as well. It's just, just kind of, you know. You know what I wish. When, when I... Arrow, I'm sorry, real quick. When Arrow for me is worse than Legends, that's saying something, man.
1: Yeah. Um,. I really wish what they would do, despite what I just said a few minutes ago, is have another, like, weird, you know, dangerous episode on Leon Yu or whatever it's called. And then at the end, he gets knocked out somehow or whatever. And then the very next episode, it's him waking up, but it's him waking up from being knocked out five years ago. And this has all been a dream, and now he's coming back and going to be the Green Arrow, and we can start all over fresh. How about that? Let's J.J. Abrams <coughs> Star Trek this bitch. That's what I want. Because this is just, this one to me, D again, D minus, because of only because of Deathstroke. Because, my God, this is just terrible. Terrible.
0: All right, well, Daryl has left us, and now we have to talk about uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yay! Yay! Um, the uh, episode five is called Return of the Mac. Uh, Nate uh, discovers a pattern to the anachronisms that they're popping up, but there are two that are outside of the pattern, and there's uh, the Kwas' attack from last uh, episode there, right. and uh, the other being a suspected vampire in Victorian London. Uh, the legends arrive, they meet up with Rip, and he's investigating Malice. An ancient arch enemy of the Time Masters, who uh, I found out this week is going to be played by John Noble from uh, Fringe and uh, Lord of the Rings and stuff. Yeah, so
1: I'm excited for that. I'm a real big fan of him, at least from Fringe. There's something else I saw him in too. I can't remember what it was, but he's been in a bunch. I mean, he was the main reason. I him and uh, Olivia was the main reason I watched Fringe. They were both awesome.
0: Well, Olivia's on Mind Hunters now.
1: Yeah, I, know, I just Netflix. watched that uh, uh, middle of last week, and wow, I was yeah. really surprised how much I liked that. It's yeah. like Criminal Minds if they didn't have to be on network TV.
0: <laughs> yeah, or like Criminal Minds' origin story or something. Yeah, um, he thinks the anachronisms that they're looking for, the one, the outliers or whatever, are part of Malice's plan. Uh, they discovered Damien Dark's body, which I guess fell through a, uh, tem- a temporal rift into this time period. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, because I really like that actor. He's a good character actor, and, you know, his his Damian Dark, when he first shown up, and the second time he shown up, and I don't know how many times it is now, but when he first showed up, I, I really liked the character. Um, both, he originally showed up in Arrow, right? Mm-hmm. An Arrow, and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's haven't they dealt with him now in every season of legends i mean can they come up with something new i mean i again i didn't have a lot of problems with that character but now i do because i'm tired of seeing him just like barry has a flash villain he has to deal with every season except for this one thank goodness so far anyway it's it's like okay come up with something new You've got all of time and space to play with. <laughs> Be like the doctor, man. Just live it up. Yeah. You don't have to have this one note, and that's what they, they're doing.
0: They keep bringing it back, for sure. Um, Zari encounters a follower of Malice called uh, Madame Eleanor, who steals her amulet, and working with the Victorian Occult Society, which include, who includes uh, Stein's ancestor, uh, Sir Henry Stein, um, Yeah. Uh, Rip traps the Legends aboard the Waverider to protect them from attending Dark's resurrection, uh, which Eleanor achieves using the amulet she stole. Uh, the Legends end up showing up too late and engage Dark and Eleanor, and they escape. Um, Sarah rats out Rip to the Bureau, who promptly arrest him, and they re-legitimize the Legends in exchange. <clears throat> now, how can he get arrested by the group that he put together, to, sub, to supplant the Time Masters. You know what I mean? He said in the first episode of the season... Right. ...that he got a group together, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, it's his group. How could he be arrested well,
1: by it, you know? the, the only way that I can see that it makes sense is, you know, an organization is started by a person, and then that, you know, bylaws, all that kind of stuff are created... You know, there's, you know, a charter and everything else of some type, I'm sure. And anybody, including him, is probably not above those specific laws. Kind of like um, Steve Jobs G- Steve Jobs in the 80s. You know, he started Apple. He founded it. He was everything, blah, blah, blah. And then he lost the, the power and they kicked him out. Yeah. You know, he it returned just seemed, later. It just with seemed a little,
0: it seemed a little hinky to me, you know, just because... You know, it just seemed like he put it together just a few episodes ago, and now they're coming back to,
1: right? Yeah. Well, and and that's the other thing. I, I, you know, I, I would take Damien Dark every episode if we just never had Rip again. Yeah. I know. You know, and it really bugs me because I like that actor. I mean, uh, he played Rory in uh, um, Doctor Who, and he was great. I I I loved him in Doctor Who. And he plays this character almost identical if that character was an asshole. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm kind of tired of him. And my whole thing, too, is, is, and I get with all of time and space and yada, 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 but, you know, for them, the Time Masters, his organization has this ancient arch enemy and all this other stuff. It's like, come on, man, you can't, don't build some big cannon like that and then, I don't know. I, I'm with you, though. It, it just seems ridiculous that they arrested him like that.
0: So. Yeah, it just seemed out of, out of, I don't know, out of left field for me. Um, Rip warns Sarah about Malice uh, before, you know, they leave. Uh, and on the, meanwhile, uh, on the other subplot, Jax has Ray attempt to try to sever a second connection with Stein. Uh, as a precursor to breaking their link is Firestorm, but they end up with a side effect of short-term memory loss. Um, Stein finds out what they're doing and eventually decides to help them do so. So, um,
1: Now, uh, and I get why they're doing that, because uh, what's-his-face at play Stein is leaving the show. Right. But wasn't that something that was said, like, back when, um, back before Ronnie disappeared, died again, or whatever happened to him, wasn't it said there was no way to split it out or pull it into one person?
0: I think... I don't know if they, I think they said that it, it had to be in two people or whatever else because it was too much for one person to hold on to or something.
1: Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. So... Mm-hmm. You know, but I guess, you know, it is a comic book story and (laughs) we've seen similar things in comics, I guess, but it just seems convenient because I wouldn't mind them going and hunting for, you know, like they had to get a Ronnie for Stein and then, then, uh, hunting and they got Jax. I I wouldn't mind them hunting for another person to be teamed up with Jax.
0: Mm -hmm. Because we'll soon find out who that'll be. I don't think Jax will be doing it on his own. I mean. Well,
1: isn't uh, that what they're, what they're that's what having Ray attempt to do, though?
0: That's what they're trying to do, but I, I don't see him. I don't know. The, the nature of that character has always been two people into one superhero. I mean...
1: Right, so
0: yeah. It'd be weird if it was just one person. Um, I give this one a C. I, I agree with the Damien Dark fatigue. They, they should really reach out for other villains. You know, there are other actors out there who need work. Uh, <laughs> there are other villains they could go with. Um... Um, it, it was just kind of yeah. av- an average episode for me
1: yeah um i give it a c as well that's c c minus something like that it just um now I've already had my complaints on it it just yeah. i don't know i'm getting really kind of done with legends yeah, <laughs> in a way yeah. I see why Daryl took off but I'm gonna stick with it for a little longer
0: okay well that's cool also, I also just have to talk to myself about it yeah uh, <laughs> The next episode, episode six, is called Helen Hunt. Uh, Helen of Troy is lost in 1937 Hollywood. Uh, another anachronism they're looking for. They also run into Kawase again. Turns out she's a granddaughter of Amaya. And,
1: uh, yeah. And that, and that I'm kind of liking that storyline, that whole thing with them, the totem bearers or whatever. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of digging that storyline. So... This this episode, though, the way it started out, um, uh, this was my tweet from when I watched it. I said, not completely through the opening credits of this week's Legends of Tomorrow yet, and I know they have truly jumped the shark for sure this time, now using old rehashed at Disney tropes. I think I'm done with this show, hashtag Freaky Friday. And then as soon as I tweeted that, they come around and raise like, oh, they've totally Freaky friday I'm like, ah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because of Martin, or, uh, Ray trying to pull apart Martin and Jax,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, switching bodies, like you said. And with the help of Hetty Lamar, not Headley, but Hedy, because <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Hedy Lamar, um, who is Stein's boyhood crush and a science prodigy in real life, uh, they, they managed to switch back after merging into Firestorm. And in return. Uh, Martin persuades Eddie Lamar to pursue her dream of an acting career, thus preserving history. Um, the legends end up getting Helen. Um, they, oh, uh, they, they also um, run into Dark, and it turns out Eleanor is
1: Dark's daughter. Which um, is interesting, um, especially since she's Lucifer's mother. I don't know if you watch uh, Supernatural, no. but but spoiler alert, her character died... At the beginning of the season when she gave birth to Lucifer's son. So, okay, <laughs> same actress. <laughs> I was like, I, she looks familiar. Where do I know her? And then I, I remembered, but yeah,
0: as soon as they share some character actors between supernatural and the other CW shows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a crossover or not crossover, but I've seen the same actors across many other shows uh, including Helen, Riverdale.
0: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, Helen doesn't want to go back to Troy. Uh, because it's so sexist and stuff, and Zari sympathizes with her, so they take Helen to Themyscira.
1: Which I liked. Mm-hmm. I actually liked about the last 10, 15 minutes of this episode, because I really started out going, rolling my eyes, tweeted that tweet, and was really about done. But I do have to say, the way it ended, I mean, not just the Themyscira, just every way that this episode wrapped up, I was really satisfied with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a decent episode. Again, I, I'll probably give this one a C too. You know, the Freaky Friday stuff was kind of hackneyed, but fun. You know, it's kind of funny to see Martin Stein trying to, or um, you know, uh, those actors try to act like each other. That was that was cute.
3: The, well, Helen, like... hunt,
0: the Helen Hunt story, where or, or, you know, the hunt for Helen was okay.
3: You
1: yeah, know?
0: it wasn't. Again, it didn't suck. It didn't blow my mind. All, you know, out of the back of my skull, but it was decent.
1: Right. Yeah. The the um. Hall pass, Stein's Hall Pass thing with his wife. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of funny with the whole Hedy Lamar and and whatnot, you know, and 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 the thing is is they really took some liberties there because she was still in France in nineteen thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. She didn't come till nineteen thirty-eight after Louis Bemaire discovered her and she I think her first picture was with RKO. So Warner Brothers wasn't involved at all. Um, I don't know if they did many pictures with her at all. I think the only time that they did anything is when she sued them in the early seventies for the Hedley Lamar, like you were joking about. Right. Right. So, but, um, yeah, the first 20 minutes to half hour of this show, meh, I was really kind of done. Um, but they really wrapped it up well and I was very satisfied with the ending. So I'd go a C plus to a B minus somewhere in there. Um, It was it was it was serviceable. It was decent.
0: Cool. Um, We're still running that contest uh, until pretty much. I think we're going to run until the end of the year uh, for the hardcover books that have the Blu-ray and DVDs. uh, 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 Let me explain that a little bit better. I'm sorry. Let me back that up a little bit. There are hardcover editions of the Death of Superman and uh, Batman Year One. And tucked into the back uh, cover of each of these books are a Blu-ray and DVD of the animated versions of those Superman Year's Day, and Batman Year One.
1: Nice. So it's
0: it's video, it's it's Blu-ray, it's a DVD, and a nice hardcover uh, graphic novel. And all you have to do is leave us an iTunes review. We did get one iTunes review in the, in the cool. uh, interim. So, uh, unless you want them to get both these books for free, you know, get on the horn, man, get, get us an iTunes review for DCTV. It really helps us get a, you know, our exposure out there. There are, you know, a few other uh, podcasts that do what we do, but, um, you know, if we can get our name out there, it'd be great. So, and it'd be great for you to win these books. So
1: do but that. those other podcasts don't have Jim Deets.
0: Well, that's true. Um, so until next week, we got uh, one more week until the we have one more week, and then the week after that's the crossover.
3: Yeah. So that'll
0: be pretty sweet. Um, thanks, Rich. Thanks, Daryl for joining me tonight. Uh, HhWlod is where you can find the Walking Dead TV podcast. It's all connected, and this podcast, of course, and uh, the Taylor Network podcast is where you can find Nothing's On. Uh, go check yourself and about two thousand other podcasts that Daryl does over there. So check that out as well. We are ghosts. Good night.
3: Thanks. Good night. Everybody do the same song. It goes tonight, 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 tonight I never realized tonight. these artists thought so much about dying. But truth be told, we all have the same end Could make you cry, 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 cry But I'm telling you, this is the best news You're getting all week. Oh sure, it's ruling the airwaves But what remains of the airwaves And we're frankly thankful for the market psychology You're hipping us too when all the hits are saying the same thing. There's only tonight, 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 tonight. tonight Man, life is finite, tonight. but shoot, it feels like forever. It feels like forever. We're all burnt Except for you And you know who you are This is a love song And you're getting older I promise you this you're getting older And there's improvements in less You're such a winner That the future's a nightmare And there's nothing I can do Nothing anyone can do about this chance to